Hey teachers, my name is Adva Hanan. I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I help you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time both inside and outside of the classroom. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators are supported and guided throughout their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here. So get ready to learn, grow, and become the teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. Have you ever considered that there is a possibility that your mindset is affecting the style in which you're teaching? In order to incorporate a growth mindset into the classroom, you have to internalize that growth mindset. Here's an example of how a teacher with growth mindset approaches an issue versus a teacher with fixed mindset. A teacher with a fixed mindset will be quick to approach situations as unchangeable and is likely to place blame while a teacher with a growth mindset is likely to approach the same situation by getting an understanding of the problem and finding ways to solve it. So I have a question for you. Which mindset do you tend to lean toward? Many times as early childhood teachers, we actually incorporate a growth mindset into the classroom without even realizing it. Having a growth mindset is like picking yourself back up when you fall. Think about this. How do you respond to failure? How do you respond when you fail? What about when one of your students fails? Do you see a difference in the way you respond? In this episode, I'm going to walk you through three ways in which you can incorporate a growth mindset into your classroom on a daily basis. When you incorporate a growth mindset, it makes a really big difference for the students who might be feeling hopeless, who might not be so excited to walk into the school building every day. A growth mindset can increase academic outcomes and help students drive for improvement rather than giving up and taking their mistakes or failures personally. So number one is feedback. Feedback is defined as a person's performance on a specific task, which is used as a basis for improvement. We always want to see our students succeed and thrive throughout the school year, right? When our students struggle, we do everything possible to help them and provide any support we can. Part of that support is giving students feedbacks. So how can we give feedback in a way that is productive and encouraging as we develop a growth mindset inside the classroom? The feedback we give should be very specific. So rather than saying, great job, teachers should say, you know how to do X, Y, Z. That's amazing. That way you word the feedback in a way that helps students strive for more. The way you word your feedback is also super important. Remember, a growth mindset is all about believing that we have the ability to grow and change over time if we work hard. I want you to think about the following questions. 
Do you give feedback that is specific enough inside your classroom? How do you word the feedback? And is there a way for you to do better when providing feedback inside your classroom? Number two, normalizing mistakes inside the classroom. How you respond when a student makes a mistake. Let's just get this out in the open. Mistakes are a part of being human. Just as you will make mistakes in your day today, so will your students. It's all about how you respond to those mistakes that will end up changing the classroom environment and mindset. Do you get frustrated when a child makes a mistake? Do you react with anger when a mistake is made inside the classroom? How do you respond? Once again, the way you use your words is key to helping normalize mistakes inside the classroom. If you react in anger, your students will respond to you in fear. If you react positively and in a way that is encouraging to the student, the student will want to work harder and have the motivation to keep going. So think about this. How can you change your response to mistakes inside your classroom, and how can you help to normalize those mistakes? And last but not least, normalizing struggle inside the classroom. It is so important for your students to understand that struggle is a part of the learning process. Struggling doesn't mean you're not smart. Struggling doesn't mean the top student is a better student or that you just don't work as hard. It just means that your brain works differently. So how can we normalize struggle inside the classroom? Number one, giving students examples of some famous scientists, intellectuals who also struggled in their day. Number two, explicitly teaching about failure to help students connect to what is being taught. And number three is coming up with a plan when a student fails. In a book that I just recently read, they have something called the if-then plans. And that can work if the statement first identifies the obstacle that follows with a positive response to it. It helps students to visualize various possible outcomes. And by doing all of this, we are making sure that failure is a detour in the classroom, not a roadblock. So let's review. We can incorporate a growth mindset into the classroom by one, giving specific feedback, two, normalizing mistakes, and three, normalizing struggle. I hope you take these three ways to incorporate that growth mindset and start to implement it into your classroom. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. As always, if you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me at Shaping Little Minds Podcast. I truly love connecting with you. And as always, keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.